Oh. <laughs> don't um, you do the intro? Yeah, I do do the intro. Oh, I, don't, I still don't know it after how many episodes. Huh, say it with me now. Welcome back to the Music Says Lives podcast, which is two people spreading bullshit opinions to those that choose to listen. That's right. That's the intro. Yes. I know it very well. <laughs> Great success. <laughs> we should explain who's here. I don't mind. He's your plus one. I'm He's irrelevant in this case. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have the one, the only... Tyler J guest. Hello. I don't know why I added J, but it's yeah. done now. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. What? What can we even say about Mister Guest? Well, he's been your friend, like one of your best friends for how long? Six, since seven. Year, years. Since year seven. Yeah, yeah six, so, seven years, something. Yeah. So basically, since I came up from the co- uh, from Melbourne. Yeah. So. I mean, him been close for like twelve-ish months now. Give or take? Longer than that. Nothing. Yeah. Two years, three years? No, two. Because one year ago, almost the date was the camping trip. Um, to with the farm. farm. To the farm. Oh, yeah. that was February. Oh, with yes. blank. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Blank. <laughs> we'll not mention. Um, no, we've been close, so probably about two years. Yeah, last week. I mean, yeah. you've, you've gotten a lot closer in the last year. Let's yeah. just say that. We, yeah, were, we'll we, were, say that. we yeah. were friends for a while, but then we like dropped off for maybe, what, two, three years. We were like brief contact. Yeah, well, that's when you like dropped out of school and then... Cut off everyone yeah. in my social life. Yeah. And started fresh. Yeah, and then you went full-time working. I'm looking at your Pokemon card in the back of your phone right now. <laughs> that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted. It's uh, Bulbasaur fucking a... Uh, Psyduck. A Psyduck. <laughs> it is a fake Pokemon card, but I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Um, yeah, I don't even know what what started it. Again, I think like was, we we went for probably a year without talking. I think it was your 18th birthday. No, I think it was before that. Because I remember because I was still I was definitely still at school, which was I was at 18, but. It might I'd, have been when I'd you gotten, got. It might have been when you got your license. I think it was before that. Still. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell, that was ages ago. I think it was like 15, 16. YouTube and cars are like inseparable. Well, I literally drove his car here. Yeah. Both <laughs> of my cars are here right now. <laughs> and I got to drive the fast one. <laughs> <laughs> and no more. No more stories. <laughs> oh, we've got lots. <laughs> We've got too many to even cover in one podcast. So yeah, definitely but, uh, very illegal stories. Yeah, cartel, hide and seek, pinball, bowling. Do you remember that one night with Joel over the crest? Oh, at, at spring, we spring. Yeah, that was a year ago spring tonight. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but no, uh, I'll just work with mailboxes. Um. Wait, no, it's two yeah, years we ago tonight, on. sorry. Two years. I was going to say a year ago. Yeah, two years ago tonight. But, but, no, I think the reason you wanted to bring... Tell me if I'm wrong, but the reason you wanted to bring Tyler on is because he's been the one that's, for better or worse, held your hand and helped support you through a lot of the downs as well as the ups. Yeah, I think he's been basically the one friend that I've had through all of 
the the bottom like the the deepest lows yeah. in life so I think that I don't know I think I thought it was it would have been an interesting interesting podcast to see where well even how uh, how he felt from the from an outside perspective of of um, being there I thought I thought it'd just be an interesting interesting viewpoint yeah well we've both been through bit even my lowest of lows you were there for me as well mm. yeah which well, I mean, we've both had a few of them only a few but that's normal yeah I know. yeah you, you can't go go through life without having well you're always going to have a low the lowest of low points in your life so i mean no matter like even if it's not not that bad which um everyone no one gets away with not having a very very low point um Everyone has one anyway, so... Mm. Um, Even if it is, if you're lucky and it's later rather than sooner. I think if it would be later, you'd uh, have a... have a better understanding and... Um, actually, at the same time... I was going to say, other side of the coin to that, does yeah. going through it give you a sense of maturity? Like, going through something hard make you sit down and give you some more self-awareness? It, it definitely pulls your head out of your ass like you might be you know you might come to some sort of realization like hold on something's got to change here i need to be doing something different with my life and yeah well that gives you that matures you a little bit each time yeah i think you have to go through it to realistically understand how to how to deal with stuff properly um and that's sort of what i learned um, from going through it, I, like I thought I was mature when I was younger, which was a fucking. <laughs> it's funny to think. Not in the Snapchat memories that I've got. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty mature for my age. No, no, no. Neither of us were. No. And and it's funny to look back on that, and you're like, oh yeah, no, you're a fucking idiot. So, um, I think. I think I think that um, when you do go through it, you you do mature. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. Like, like you're forced in a way, unless you don't want to take accountability or anything like that. Yeah, unless, sort of. There are some people that like will go through it and just blame other people for their mistakes, mm. and that doesn't exactly make them any more mature than they already were. Well, it doesn't, like, it doesn't help them learn. No, no. That's the biggest one is learning from your mistakes and what went wrong in that situation, whatever it may be. And I think that goes back to like what we were saying about the people that continue to have the same friends seem to always continue to have the same issues. The same bad habits. Hmm. I mean, unless you're... Well, unless you're... You have a friendship where you can... Yeah, you're willing pull each to other grow. Up. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Grow and pull each other up on stuff. Like... Mm. I feel like if you don't have that, it's not... You're just going to keep putting yourself in a hole. Mm. And I, realistically, I don't think that that's a proper friendship. No. No. Because realistically, you can switch up pretty quickly. That's how I feel anyway. But if you're able to pull someone like your friend up, I think that that's a, that's a positive friendship. Helping each other grow yeah. to be a better person. Yeah, 100%. I know. 
have you like what's the lowest point you've been at me oh, fuck righto Jesus Christ <laughs> going straight into it oh fuck like you go mate have a sip <laughs> no, are you like are we talking like to the point where there were thoughts about your own life um, to the point where I almost did, yes. Yeah. It was definitely a night that wasn't easy for me. Mm. I wasn't drunk or anything like that. I only had a couple of drinks, but I was very, very sleep deprived from a long working week, about 60 hours of work. I think I drove home from wherever I was at like one, two o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. I was flying down a street and almost crashed into a tree on purpose. Mm. Slammed on the brakes right before. Ended up skidding out, only just missing it. And then I think I what, sat in my car for maybe two hours. Mm. And then you eventually come over from wherever you were. I don't even remember where I was at that point. No, you were very I drunk. Remember. But you were very supportive. Like, even, like, you were drunk, but drunk. you managed to pull, like something out of your ass and go hold on this guy needs help here and was I drunk yes you were very drunk <laughs> you came from surface paradise you were really? at asylum asylum yeah is that still open I don't know but yeah because I, I, I rang because I rang because I was in surface as well and you, I rang your dad and he was ages away and even he said a couple of days later it's like you sounded like you were fucked like Broken. Oh, yeah, because I did call Dad to come pick me up. Yeah. To take, yeah. I and, remember yeah, that. I eventually got an Uber ride home, which was very expensive Uber ride. It was like $80, <laughs> but I just needed to get out of surface. It was either take that $80 Uber ride or I start walking. Yeah, which wouldn't have been a very fun time. <laughs> which I have done before. I remember you... <laughs> Oh god, I'm scared. <laughs> From Kiara, what, Nick's house? No, I was talking about Patty. <laughs> oh, no, no, the one from Nick's house was longer. Yeah, that was from Rubina. Yeah. What about when you and Joel called me at like 3.30 in the morning, you're like, oh, we're at Reedy. Can you give us a lift? When was that? Wait. But when... Oh, I can't... I can't, I can't explain when without telling names, so... <laughs> We move. But yeah, anyway, Josh managed okay. to support me a bit through it. Well, he sat in my car for maybe like two hours just talking. Josh is yeah, sticking, rem- sticking rem- his head out the window every now and again to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um. Real friends. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was, I, was, pretty, I do remember now, I was, I was pretty fucked up. Yeah. I was still going through it the next day and I was like, I didn't really pull out of it for at least a few days. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I ate for like. 20 something hours because I just emotionally couldn't handle anything eventually talked to my parents about it Josh was there for me with me for that one yeah that was a bit that was a bit difficult yeah went to a few sessions to help me out and then yeah turned my life around a bit cut those certain people out of my life and and look at you now it's funny how that works yeah I mean, the the positivity grows once you, when you're, when a lot of that stuff comes from a person and you cut them out of your life, 
It made a big it, difference. It's it's crazy how I mean how it seems really hard and shit in the moment and when you're going through it, but once you come out the other side, it's crazy how much better of a person and mm, yeah. how much more comfortable you are with life you become like once you do cut yeah. those people out. Looking looking back now I realise that I shouldn't have let that person get to me as much as I did. And looking back, I think to myself, why did I react so much to that? And Reflection, buddy. Yeah, Reflection. looking back to even the time before the event, I can see where I should have cut that person out of my life a lot sooner, but I didn't. And, and yeah. they, like it, the, in social work and psychology, there's different types of codependency. Like I think traditionally people think of codependency as... Like a relationship sort of... Yeah, and it, like just your typical toxic, but there's different types. Like I'm no way into, like at all educated properly on this, but I know like there's anxious, um, which is like that I relate to more, which is um, like in my case, it's if I feel calm around a person, I'm more likely to have, be comfortable around them and then become codependent on that feeling of being calm in that social situation yeah so it's not because just you're... you don't have that anxiety that's weighing down on you all the time when you're with that person you makes you want to spend all your time with that person yeah. because you don't have that feeling yeah yeah i feel that too yeah it's it's a yeah I think it's we've... fucked especially since uh well when they don't feel the same way yes but also they don't have an obligation to feel the same way. No. And that's where you need to be aware of it so you can communicate and be on the same page about all those kinds yeah, of things. I think pretty much explains the situation I was in. Yeah. Man, I wish I realised it sooner. Communication is key and I don't feel that said person had any communication skills of how, where they were at or no. any idea where they were at at all. But I think like, like but just what you said about that describes the situation you're in. Like, after going through that process of self-reflection and, like, growing from it and understanding what was wrong and what you needed to change, is there any part of you that still wishes you hit that tree? Or are you so glad you didn't because it was like you could fix, you just didn't understand how to? For quite a while, after, like, it, it definitely wasn't something that healed in a couple of days. For yeah. A, it was a process like everything is yeah it was it was a very long process and a good part of me like there were some weeks where like every day I just say to myself I wish I hit that tree I wouldn't be able to do it now but I wish I did and then other parts of me like especially now I'm glad I didn't because my life has definitely changed for the better hmm. and yeah I'm so glad I didn't it I'm definitely guessing. would have impacted more than just me. It would have impacted a lot of people around me. And that's the majority of the reason why I didn't do it. Hmm. Just because I knew of what it would do to others. Yeah. Which is the... I think it was probably the only reason I didn't do it. it was literally for other f- people, like family members and friends that I was close to. Mm. Yeah, because it kind of just... Like, actions like that kind of just pass on the burden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it doesn't... Like, even though you're in that headspace of, oh, no one cares about me, or 
you know, you don't, you don't think that anything matters. You just say, that, what's the point? Yeah, well, I mean, in every case that when people do follow through, the, the overwhelming amount of guilt and, and just absolute... I don't even know. Like just, yeah, just despair that that comes over all your your family members, your friends, the people you're close with, is just unimaginable. Mm. Yeah, I've, and it's something that you can't. It's I've recovered from. It. I've helped a few people come through it and come out of it. And one of my main points that I've always said to them is, think about what your family thinks. Mm. Like not what they think of you, but like what they'll do without you, how they'll feel without you around what that will make, what it will do to them. Because that's how it affects most, is your family and friends. Hmm. Yeah, well, imagine your mum and dad just... Yeah. I, I even talked to my dad at one point about it. And when I was in that place. And he was like, oh, I felt like... He said... Okay. He said... Uh, um, I would have felt like I failed you mm. and failed as a father because he didn't, like, he wouldn't have done enough. That's where he's, his head would have been at. Mm. Um, he wasn't, he wouldn't have been, been there enough. He wouldn't have checked up enough. And that's where a lot of people are at when it, when something like that does happen. Even just one phone call every now and again just to make sure someone's okay can make such a big difference. Speaking from personal experience, I'm sure you would understand just that one phone call, even if it's once a week. Because you never know, you might catch that person when they're on their downside and it might make the rest of the day or the rest of their week a whole lot of the big... Yeah, yeah, it could change that person entirely. Yeah, well, it... Something as simple as that can pull them out of a, out of a pit, you know. Also, like I think, is it just me, or does it feel like there's kind of a, a social stigma around reaching out and asking for help when you're in that hundred percent, and like it's really not that hard. And I know that's <coughs> very rich to sit here and say, but it's, it's very in, hard in. In in, in, what, in in layman's terms, I, I, I'll say um, it's it's easy to do because it's as simple as one phone call. But in actuality, of your headspace and the ability to actually put yourself in a vulnerable state like that, it is very very hard. I know. Well, I think it's only hard because of the social stigma. Yeah, and so that's it, yeah. I, like I, the social I stigma is the biggest thing. But it's not also, it's not yeah. the only thing at yeah. the same time, you know. Um, I mean, it, it can come down to ego. Yeah. I know I, I struggled to tell my parents very much so. I think It was very... I think, I think it took you a good six hours to convince me to tell my parents. Yeah. And I, they needed to know. I didn't... I, it's something that they I think needed that, to I know. I think that day, because it obviously followed into the next day, I think I slept for like two hours... And I just, I could not sleep. I could not eat. And you were on the phone to me. I think you actually forced food into me. That's the only reason I ate. Yeah. Thank you. you actually, you said, I'm going to go get your food. 
you're eating I don't even it. Know you're hungry, James. And, and I'm not leaving until you finish it all. <laughs> Sounds like you with me like three, four months ago. When you used to drive past and just say, come on, get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> you're leaving your room, we're going to get food. Yeah, when you, you were in, yeah, I don't know what happened, but you just never really heard from you. I just come pick you up and say, yep, you're coming out. <laughs> I don't care, you're coming out. You need to get out of the house. Even your mum was very thankful of it. Oh, I swear she still loves you more than me <laughs> because of it. <laughs> I think there were some days where we just like were gone for like a whole day and then your mum would get home from work and she'd be like, where are you? You're outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am. Tyler forced me to leave. (laughs) I'm glad I did, but he forced me. Yeah. It's funny how that works. No. It's just one thing that like, I think like that social stigma, but also people not having the education to understand that there are organizations out there if you have no one to turn to like you can anonymously call headspace beyond blue all those kind of things mm-hmm. just to have a conversation yeah from somebody that <clears throat> and it doesn't need to be anything about like it doesn't need to be anything deep it just needs to like if you're if you just if you just need a conversation with someone mm. You can just have a conversation. It doesn't even need to be about anything. It just can be a, a, a chat. Yeah. You know, just just a random chat. Mm. And like you, the hard, the hardest thing is when you're in those situations is the um, like it's it's very difficult to think about anything else but the problem. Yeah. When it's like you kind of take yourself back and think, okay, there's more to life than this problem. And there's other things I can focus on, which, like, once I resolve this or, and find some kind of way to work through it, is going to be the biggest positive. And it's just about finding what to do in the meantime before that that's, you get to that stage. It's like a distraction, but... Yeah, it's... Again, it's easier said than done. Mm. Like, it, it takes an amazing amount of willpower and... And want to get out of that that space. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I think that, that once you're in that space, it's so easy to just stay and lose yourself in it. Because it, it's like the walls are falling down, and you're just like, it's so hard to find that cliff edge to climb up from. Because it's easier just to stay down sometimes. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people go down. Is, because it's just, just easier it's the yeah. easy way out they don't want to fight for it but if you like I like one of the things that one of the reasons I wanted to do this so much is because I think that if education around mental health started at an earlier point before people had a lot of those issues and were introduced to the world it starts so young these days yeah a lot of people deal with it so young but just normalizing the fact that there are ups and downs and normalizing that it's okay to ask for help and work through those downs. Yeah. Like it stops people from becoming isolated and reclusive. And I know that one of the side effects of depression is withdrawal from activities Mm. and withdrawal from social circles. Like that's still going to happen because that's the way depression affects people. However, there'll be certain people where those kind of relationships aren't changed as significantly by a negative mental state like depression. Because, because of the type yeah. of relationship you have. Yeah. And it's... 
Like there's always going to be the ups and downs in relationships as in like your, your activity with them. Yeah. As in like <clears throat> one week you'll, you'll hang out like three or four times in a week and then for the next two weeks you won't hang out at all. Like of course there's going to be that, that up and down but at the same time the relationship's going to stay the same. Mm. So it's just a it, it's just a difference in relationship, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, at what point did your friendship go from being like, let's say, a primary school inverted commas friendship, to then a level of friendship where you can have open, honest discussions with each other and call each other out? And like, how beneficial was that? I think it was. It was after we started talking again. Yeah. Yeah. Because because pre that we we'd hang out on the bus because we went to do two different schools, so we'd always catch the bus together. And that was and, an hour long bus ride each yeah. way. And we we'd oh fuck that was a, that's a story stories for another time. That's <laughs> like so that's like six episodes in itself. Yeah. Only <laughs> had pop rocks back then on the bus. I did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, trust me, that's where they came from. That's where it all started. Oh, they're so fun. Um, yeah. yeah, the bus ride, like, was <clears throat> was where we hung out because we'd take the bus ride for an hour and then we'd get home because we live <clears throat> one street away from each other. And then we'd get home at, like, what, 4? 15. 4.15. Bus like. usually pulled up about 4-ish. Yeah. So, half the time we just go. It also helped that our area was um, a little bit <coughs> secluded, secluded slash interesting. Um, it was very fun. There's I mean, you have you have the massive park. Like well, no, we never hung out. We there. never hung out at the park unless it was the middle of the night. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was you won't even know about this. It's there not was, there anymore. <coughs> you know the house. So there's a roundabout, and you go through straight and then there's another roundabout yeah um and then to the left there's the houses all the new ones apartment blocks where the church and all that is yeah where we sometimes park that used to be all just grass and it used to be (laughs) used to be we called it the dead end because that's what it was because you couldn't get through anywhere there was it went down to the end and then like a little street like up a hill it used to be a walking track for the dogs and stuff because um there used to be like massive cinder blocks in the way because they didn't want anyone to go down there. <laughs> so what did you two do? Oh, we went down there quite a bit. Yeah. I spent a lot of time down there. But that um, dead end, they uh, people from the area just used to dump their shit. Mm. Like, instead of going to the tip, they just dumped tyres and, and microwaves and... Giant pots and yeah, bottles. Just and shit. And of course, like we, we found that fun because we just go smash and it. smash it. <laughs> Smash it and blow it up and light things on fire. And there's a reason, we, there's a reason sm- we always put you in charge of the fire at camping. Yeah. Yeah, no, we just, we'd always collect all our gas bottles before collecting them for 10 cents or a thing and we'd just go out smash. there and just smash them. Yeah, it was a fun time. I don't know what our satisfaction was, but we're smashing things, but it was just... There's always satisfaction in smashing things. What do you mean? Like, yeah. Very, very irresponsible, like, typical childish thing to do. Oh, yeah. We were, what, 14? 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, like, you know, 
pre any fucking cognitive ability, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we we used to go do that after like after school three, four, five times a week, you know. Yeah. Sometimes more on the weekends. Yeah. I mean, we'd go on bike rides and whatever on the weekends and mm. go we'd... all the way to fucking Hungry Jackson. We were like, fuck it, let's get a frozen Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Subway and... <laughs> If only they had GYG back then. Yeah. I remember the one time we tried to make it to Hungry Jacks and you were... <laughs> My noodles would come up. You were dehydrated and you decided <laughs> to scull a litre of water two minutes later. You're like, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel so good. And you just chucked it all up. It was green. <laughs> That's pretty good. And we had to get an Uber back home. Yeah, we had to shove our bikes in the Neither of us had jobs, but we somehow had a little bit of money, just enough to get us home. It was just like, I mean, I know, I know 20, 30 bucks isn't a lot, but like when you're 14 years old and you have no money. Oh no, 20, 30 bucks is a lot. It is a lot hours. of money. We're like, fuck. It was like everything. <laughs> That was going to be our food. I just put my life savings. <laughs> Legit. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we used to do all that sort of shit. So, I think, and then after you stop catching the bus, that obviously, that conversation of, oh, we should go do this after after the bus, ceased to exist. So, oh, it went on for a few months. Yeah, but it, it just... It died. It just spit it out. Yeah. I don't know. It was almost like that bit of a maturity growed and we just... Didn't want to do it anymore, mm. and then you know I don't I don't know yeah started started speaking. I and don't even remember. Yeah, I don't I, remember. I swear it was your eighteenth birthday or my eighteenth birthday. No, it was before that because your eighteenth was at the butcher shop and I'd already left the butcher shop by then. Yeah, I was working at the Pines shop though. Yeah, but I was already gone out of Burley by then. Ah. Uh. Because I didn't want to hang out with any of them. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So it would have been like 15... Yeah, that might have been it. You might have been like, oh, doing a job. Might have been. Yeah, because well, I, I got my first job. Sounds about right for you too. Yeah. I mean, he hated it, but, it, you know, it was a job. It was money. I wanted to punch on with the boss. He was mm-hmm. a cockhead. Still is. Fucking... Yeah, we won't mention names, especially in that one, because he's still my boss. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> I was probably going to say it. Just well, let's move on, <laughs> please. Yeah. No, we love... <coughs> blank. Don't do it, Josh. I'm not going to. You, you're the only one who's... Name names, all right. Let's not forget about that. I dropped one name and I edited it out. Okay, yeah, exactly. I fixed my mistake. Yeah, exactly. So maybe I should do that and then you edit it out anyway. <laughs> You've already dropped a name in this podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't matter. Does he? No. Well, he, he doesn't. Wasn't, matter. He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't matter. He wasn't a main. He wasn't a main. Plot he wasn't a main in, character right? in our story. <laughs> it was just a name that got dropped, and you yes. didn't realize he has side character and energy. Yeah. <laughs> He's an extra. I actually saw him the other day. So did I. Yeah. Works a bit bit of us. He was at the rifles getting lunch, and I was going to the BWS and saw him. <laughs> Oh, no, I wasn't talking about... Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you said... Yeah, yeah we, we've all said a name. I was talking about I Red, said Red Subi. Oh, did you? Oh. oh yeah. He works at VWS. Uh, you guys, I went to primary school with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy house, a small world. I threw up in the back of his car. 
Oh, we've all heard about that, don't worry. Yeah, and then we... Oh, he, he left you at Palm Beach. That's where you walked home from. I walked home shirtless. All the way to Reedy Creek, basically. With vomit all over my pants. I actually started... Did you actually know? I started walking the wrong way for about half an hour. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't know Palm Beach. I didn't know it at all. And, and it was so funny because I've ended up getting home somehow. I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, I, oh, no, because... We went and washed the car. That's right. And you guys drove back past me and still left me there. <laughs> Do you know how many Eshes I had to walk past? Lucky you weren't wearing a shirt or I would have taken it. <laughs> well, I'm surprised they didn't take my shoes. I, don't think I mean, they're covered in vomit. But I was going to say, I don't think they would. <laughs> and then literally, he dropped me home and then I was like, Mum. I think I was drunk as well at this point too. And my phone was dead, so you couldn't get yeah. a hold of me. I was like, Mom, we need... No, I got home, and I was like, Mom, we need to go get Tyler, who's fucking <laughs> drunk, it's raining, and he's walking home from Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so we literally, like... We literally freaking drove down Bermuda Street, and then I was like, Is that him? Is that him? <laughs> And I was so lucky that I saw him because I was like, oh, he must be around here somewhere. Because I was like, you know, mathematical equations, you know, might have been taking this long. Yeah, and then, and then we saw him on the side of Muir Street and we picked him up and you were like, no, I don't want to get in. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't, I'm covered in vomit. I don't want to get it in your mum's car. Just yeah, but it would have been washed off by now because it was pissing down in the rain. You know, I walked through the rain. Shirt, I was cold. My phone was dead. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a great time. And we were like, oh, fuck it. Just get in, mate. So. I was so grateful. You have no idea. I was like, bat- I literally had almost thought so many times that you were falling asleep in a bush somewhere. <laughs> he that, too. that was on Father's Day too. Yeah. The morning, the morning, the morning that yeah. I was walking in was on Father's Day, and we went out for lunch to Montezuma's, and I got back on Hair of the Dog. My dad said this is the best cure for you, and it it fixed me. It fixed me. It's right. Stay drunk. Done something. You can't get hungover if you're always drunk. Don't quote me on that. I was gonna say, Don't drink. It's bad for you. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> Even though I've said my stance on a lot, uh, obsessive drinking quite yes. a few times. Yes, I've cracked the shits at you quite a few times. No, oh, I used to be really bad, so. I would have said borderline alcoholic at, what, 18? Yeah, I backed that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It wasn't... I don't reckon you were an alcoholic. Like, you weren't alcoholic dependent or anything like that. You didn't depend on it to live. No, I just depended on it to escape my reality. Yeah, and, like, if we went out or something like that, you were just... Obsessively drinking. Yeah, excessive amount. Like, beyond the point of any reasoning. Yeah, there's quite a few times that I'd... I'd, You'd ask me something, I'm just... I've got many videos of it. (laughs) Yeah, and there was just some, like... I'd, I've gotten drunk, but very, very few times I've gotten to the point where I can't speak or walk. I remember, been... I remember going to your house and then not like not even remember, remember remembering walking home and stumbling all the way home with my ex. Said person. Yeah. Yeah, there was a few times I've carried you through your front door into your bed. Yeah. And I, I think... Uh, 
quite a few times I've ended up throwing up on the ground or in my bed. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I've seen yes. it. Yes. Yeah. I've got videos. Oh, don't yeah. worry, your mum's told me. <laughs> yeah. You can thank me one of those nights. Do you remember the fireball? Oh, no. <laughs> Tastes like Christmas. Early town time. <laughs> Oh. Hey, I got your mum to do shots with us. I was happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, like how? Like, it's definitely more difficult, I think, to find. Like, because I think it's such a globalizing world. It's people. There's more differences in people than ever these days, mm-hmm. and it's more difficult. You need to interact with more people to find somebody that you connect with and can become that like close level of friendship with. Well, I think it's also that way because there's a lot of more social media and you don't mm. have to go physically meet someone and have a personal connection with them because you can have them over a fucking text message well I mean in some cases that's better for some people I don't agree I mean I, I know there's a lot of social anxiety and all that that goes around but you need to be able to communicate and have social ability I mean, not so much these days because everything is so much like job-wise and all that sort of stuff. You need like back in the day, you needed to have like personal personal skills because you need to be able to communicate with people. But these days, you can do it over a screen. Mm. So I guess it's not as vital now, but also I think it is an extremely important skill to still have. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I. I completely appreciate where you're coming from but in the same light you can have a majority of your social contact digitally as long as you have enough to then have like that enough of that to make that like physical it's called like a physical socialization quota like yeah but you still gotta have the physical yeah you know you gotta be able to communicate when you're in the physical because imagine you just you know, you can text or whatever your fucking lights out, but then you get there and you're like, hey. Quiet and secluded. Yeah, yeah. yeah good chat. Because <laughs> you have no fucking social skills. Yeah. You don't know how to keep a conversation going, start a conversation, you know. There's none of that because mm-hmm. you're so fucking behind a screen that you don't know how to talk to people. The best thing young people can do for that is get a job in retail. Retail does suck. I will admit it. forces it. you to fucking speak oh, to yeah. people. I've, I've worked in retail for five years. I'm the manager of a retail business in the food industry. And I still don't like talking to customers <laughs> because they can be a pain. Most of the time. Yeah. Majority of the time. But it's given me that social skills where I can go out, bump into someone and like just start a conversation. And I think there's a difference too between social skills with a stranger and social skills with friends. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's it's definitely more understandable to ha- to struggle socially with people that you don't know and aren't yeah, comfortable strangers. around. It's yeah, it's a completely different story. But also, everyone's a stranger at one point. Yeah, and you know, I think I think back to like me being this kid that hated like socializing at uni and then I forced myself to socialize with a few people that I had like similar classes to Mm. and from that came some of the best friendships that I've had Mm. to date 
Luke. <laughs> Luke. Luke. Name your own. Name your Because it's not his real name. No. I don't know his real name. I can't remember. Yeah, it's because none of you guys have met him because... I've spoken to him over the phone with you. That's... It's because it he... with an L. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I know where the... I know why his name is Luke. Now I remember. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, it's funny how I said Luke, but his name also starts with L. <laughs> yeah, I I know why you call him Luke. I remember now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on on this. I'm gonna have him on in a future episode, so we'll leave it till then. I've never actually met him. But because since we've been close, like yeah, he's yeah, he's had no immune system. He hasn't been able yeah. to leave the house. Yeah. So I mean, fun times. Been nice. <laughs> been wearing a lot of beanies, you know. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. No, he had a he had a Louis Vuitton one. He was the most dripped out kid in the, oh, in the hospital yeah. ward. <laughs> fuck yeah! I mean, I'm pretty sure the people on this podcast can understand what we're talking about now. Oh, I mean, it's different to joke about it with a, you know, a sort of a personal relationship to it. But you know, it's another thing to joke about <laughs> random people that you don't have a, you know. Oh, I mean, and also context. Tomorrow we have bone marrow transplant and blood tests to find out if he's in remission or not mm. so it's very very exciting fingers crossed yes because i mean this is his second well, if he first the second time in remission the first one saying. was just from chemo yeah. and then this one's after transplant yeah so because transplants one of the hardest things to recover from isn't it normally <clears throat> because your body can just reject it yeah obviously then each <clears throat> organ has its own list of side effects and stuff like that because um, it's a foreign thing going into your body yeah and, and it's good stuff <laughs> but like nothing wrong with something foreign going into something else <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry most random thought have you seen the dude that does is he named da- Daniel the dude that does the Uber videos in Melbourne? Uh, duh. Oh, another guy you talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't remember his name, but yeah, I know uh, who you're Yeah, about. you know the videos. Yeah, yeah I know the videos. Like he takes them like through Maccas and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, he's got the, he's got the, the um, strip lights in the... Yeah, yeah. So, but how much do you think like just like a random interaction, like if you were like at your lowest point and you got picked up in an Uber by somebody that had that kind of energy and was just smiling and... He's always smiling. Yeah, and just wanted to make you laugh. Like, how much of a positive impact would have that had? Oh, tenfold on like a normal Uber trip. I reckon yeah, if well, he was just the sit guy like that this. picked me up that night that I had my lowest lows, it probably would have made the scenario at the end of the night a bit different. Yeah, because at that point my dad was an Uber driver and that's where Tyler did call him to see where he was because he would have just taken him home, but... At that point, he was in probably butt fuck. Yeah, you know? it was, uh, he's at least an hour away. He said. Yeah. And so, I think he was going on his way to pick up a person. Yeah. Mm. So he would. Yeah. And I think it like comes back to um. Like just showing how much, those random acts of kindness, but not even kindness. You don't have to do anything dramatic, other than just. Be a genuine person. Well, uh, nice no, to others. Yeah, but also have, be, some, have the correct morals. <laughs> no, yeah, like, not even any of that. Just 
have the intention of trying to make everyone's day better mm. rather than just being selfish and selfish is a very broad term because sometimes you do need to look out for yourself yeah. more than others but you need to put yourself first sometimes 100% so but like you know obviously then it's kind of psyche like feed off like in that in that situation in this example we're talking about like um, I'll link it on Instagram I'll link his Instagram and YouTube um, so you can go check it out but like it kind of that energy kind of self perpetuates and feeds off itself it, it brings up the energy it's it is like I know that uh, a certain person that I'm close friends with will love this I mean I do believe in energy um, <laughs> I know who it is <laughs> and uh, uh, the energy that you bring into something like that you just keep going um, I think that the energy that you bring into that if it's, if it's a positive thing it, it just it, it works itself and it also just brings up the energy just like naturally yeah um, and I think that if you have, I feel like a lot of good relationships go off energy too. I mean, I think like our friendship is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Because like, we can feed off each other's energy. Like the amount of times where we just randomly call each other and have a three way call and yeah. have nothing to talk about, but just end up hysterically laughing on the ground. <laughs> We're on the call for an hour and a half, two hours, just like just talking shit like it's like i've literally uh, there's been so many scenarios where one of us has just caught the other one just to say one quick thing and then like the other person has called and we've just merged the calls and then next thing you know it's like two hours later yeah. and we're still on the phone just... but that's what but that's what i was saying before like like you don't even need to talk about anything deep or anything like that if you're struggling you can just have a chat yeah it shows you just that... have a chat there's, there's more to life than that one issue that you're facing. Like, yes, it is an issue. Yes, it needs to be sorted out. And yes, it is causing problems. But doesn't mean it's the only thing that's important. No. And sometimes just having that phone call with that person is enough to make you realise, oh, wait a minute, this happened to me. This That was pretty good. I'm sure there'll be it more scenarios like that. Yeah, it just things just click inside your mind. And it takes like, your mind off yeah. it and it's just... A completely different the distraction thing. is all you need. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask, I don't know if, I can't even remember if we sort of touched on it. Um, I want to see, well, hear what it was like from your point of view when I was in my pit the first time. We'll go to specifics. Was that when I was away on holidays up in Springbrook? Mm -hmm. Time before that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that one. Oh, fuck. I'm trying to remember back to it. You're going to have to cut this out. I'm fucking <laughs> blanking so hard. I mean, you don't need to like remember where you were or anything like I'm just that. trying to remember anything about it besides... Like, you're telling me. Because mm. that was a while ago now. That was at least... Two and a half years. Yeah, at least. I think two... Yeah. 
not quite two and a half, but. Fuck, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I know it's a difficult question because it's, I mean, you're, you're taking it back quite a while now, but I mean, all right, well, well, we'll switch from that one. What about the the one where you were away? The one where I was in the mouse house? Yeah. Um, well, I think I... Yes, it doesn't sound as strange as it. It's just it's a name. Just a, it's, a, it's a rainforest retreat, yeah. like hotel thing up in the mountains. Yeah, and I was on holiday. It's, it's like it's mouse house. Yeah. It's not far away. It's it's what forty minutes away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could probably do the drive in twenty five. No, it's not Tambo. Uh, Springbrook. Springbrook. No, we're not encouraging speeding. <laughs> oh no, that's if you're rolling. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill. Yeah. Um, you can't use your brakes down mountains. It's bad for your brakes. Um, I bent a road that's well, we gears. I'm pretty sure I missed your first phone call I called you back maybe yeah, probably. 10 15 minutes later and I could just hear it in your voice straight away I just knew something was wrong I knew something had happened and I hadn't spoken to you properly in a few days because I was away you had no reception half the time anyway yeah like I was in a good spot because I had Wi-Fi in the place but I don't know like just like natural instincts just come over me. I was like, I need, energy. I need to help. I need to help this person. Like he's my mate and there's something happened. And like, I think I offered about 20 times to come down and see you because well, it's not far away. And even my girlfriend at the time, like knew something was wrong. Like she wasn't even listening to the phone call. She just knew something was wrong. She, like I didn't even have to say anything. She's like, you can go if you need. Mm-hmm. I'll wait here for you. And you just like, no, 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 no. I just, I just need someone to talk to. And we just spoke for what, three or four hours? Yeah, I don't even remember. But yeah, it was a while. I think that whole time for me was a very blurred. It always is when you're emotionally distraught. Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing to remember because it's almost like your brain tries to force it out of your head after it, a certain amount of time. It does. It, it, it can because it's your brain blocks out traumatic instances yeah that's what yeah but um yeah no I just I knew something was wrong and I knew that we were always there for each other so I just had to help you in whatever way I possibly could yeah well you just suggested basically what what I was suggesting to you at that your point in time was just go see Jeff yeah which is um our therapist that we both share because I I Gave, I made forced Tyler to go see him because I knew that he's the man yeah but um yeah I just I know that you didn't have a session because you were on a regular session thing what every six weeks or something wasn't it yeah at that point and I I, I, think, I think I can manage to convince you to try get an earlier session and you only ever wanted to do in person ones and you only did them once a week I think I managed to get you to do a, a phone call one yeah, I, after that I did quite a few of them. Yeah, I think I think I managed to force you to do a phone call one because I knew that you needed it and I could only help you so much. Mm. Like, I'm not trained in the right things to say, but I just, I knew you needed someone to talk yeah. to at the time. Because I know that this is what we talked about last podcast with, with Stutz. Mm. At the same time, like, someone that is not going to just listen to you and just go... Oh yeah. Oh, how did that make you feel? Yeah. Is completely different to 
a, a therapist. Well, I, I was going to say a therapist that will kick your ass into gear. Yeah, that's what Jeff and this, this isn't like he's in, like he knows what he's doing. He's trained, obviously. He knows everything that's the right thing to say, but he doesn't bullshit to you and just like write things on a piece of paper and say, "Yep, yeah, yep." Yeah, well, how did that make you feel? Well, he doesn't he, sugarcoat shit. He's just like no. He just tells you, "Well, that's fucking dumb." Yeah. You don't do that shit. Like that's literally what he, <laughs> he, he will say to you if he say, if you tell him telling him what happened. He go, "Well." That's fucking stupid. Why'd you do that? And you go, well, I don't know. And you go, well, that's not a fucking answer. I need something because I can't help you if you don't give me an answer. And then he'll like talk you through the process. And it's almost like that being a normal person, it's almost like talking to a friend. Hmm. Because it's, it's not a, it's not a, that normal sort of practitioner sort of, oh, okay. So let me, tell me what's going on. You know, like that sort of, barrier he breaks that and it's just like oh well, you're a fucking idiot aren't you <laughs> and like I, that, he's, the amount of times he's said that to me is yeah. like yeah you're a fucking idiot <laughs> I think and okay. then he'll force you to do things he'll be like well this is he's not going to say this is what I suggest you do he's going to say you're going to go home and you're going to do this write out blah blah do this change this in your life he'll tell you to do things that he knows will help you doesn't just say oh well, you should do this and then, yeah. Yeah, it's like there's a measurable effect. Yeah. yeah. So it actually makes you realize that this is actually something that's going to... Yeah. And there's a difference that. between that as in seeing the therapist and also having a friend that isn't going to give you the the trained advice. Um, yeah. Like, as as Jonah was saying in, in starts, you know, you, you, get a, you get a friend that's going to tell you shit advice and not listen... And then you're gonna go to a therapist, and he's just gonna listen and not, and, you know, you know, not give you good, like, not give you advice. And I think that goes back to at the same time, like one of the reasons why therapy didn't work for me for the longest time was because I was scared to break down those walls and be completely honest and be Honorable. blunt about it. Yeah. And the one thing I've learned is being blunt is okay. And there's sometimes that there, there is certain times in life where you just need to call it how you see it and just say it. Mm. I like to think I'm fairly blunt sometimes. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> For better or worse, you are. That's why we love you. All three of us are. I think, like, if it comes down to it, I think that we can be like. If I'm in 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 a blunt mood, I will be super oh, yeah. super blunt. I'll there's be been like, a couple of times where there's like certain things that you've done, and I've just told you straight up, and I was like. <laughs> Fucking dumb! Don't fucking do it. Yeah, stop it. Fucking the and, and it's almost like you listen to it. You you listen to it more because it's there's no bullshit around it. It's, mm. There's it's no sugar. There's no sugar coating. Yeah. It it is what it is. It is the truth, and it is a truth that you need to be need to hear. Mm. And I like it's it's different to being yes man and in, in the same sort of context. Um. I think that you need someone that's going to be blunt and honest and straight to the point with you in, a, in your friend group or mm. just as a friend because I think that most of the time they're going to set you straight. <laughs> yeah, and I think like if you try, if you're not blunt and you storytell, it's human nature to exaggerate and omit information. Yeah, So, and, and half the time when people are listening... They just get bored after five minutes because they're just gone. 
Whoop do 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 do. Yeah. Down the garden path. So, continue what you were saying. Though. I did cut you off. I'm sorry. I completely lost my train of thought. I'm now. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not good now, Josh. But no, I think like recap, like, over, like, it. Yes, it is difficult to find friends that you can have this level of social interaction with, but it's like 100 percent worth it. Is that what we all agree? Like, yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, it's not. It's not an easy place to be, but once you do reach that level, it is. It's second nature. Mm. Yeah, it, you feel comfortable, especially like with between you and I, we've been sort of enough of it that if something's wrong in our lives, we feel comfortable telling each other about it. Yeah. Like we'll just ring each other and be like, hey, I just need someone to talk to. Yeah, and we'll make time. And then, and then we're like, can, can I call you back in five minutes? And then. Yeah, how many times have I called you and started the conversation with, is it a good time to talk? And then I'll say, yeah. is it important? And you'll be like, yes or no. So then you, so then you make the time. Like, yeah. yeah. Like even if I'm working or something like that, I'll just take a second to the side and just, you know. Yeah, well, I know you're working, so I, know, I always try to keep it like under a minute. Yeah. But sometimes it's just <laughs> a matter of like, sometimes, sometimes it's just a matter of having that. Balls even Fine. work. Yeah, I was about work. to say no. In work. It's going to be taken so out of context. Every time. You're so bad at this. It's always at this table Every too. Time. At this table, you always do no, it. Sorry, no one, no one, no one. Oh, the last one, no one heard. Thank God. <laughs> that one never aired, right? That's I can good. play that. I'll play that audio to title it later. <laughs> oh, it was funny. No, we, we cut him off. But yeah, as I was saying, it's, Something just as simple as that five-minute conversation of that person not even saying anything at all, just like being able to vent to someone you know you trust, to know that they're not going to go blabbing about it to other people. Yeah, it's sometimes it's all it takes just to make you feel that bit better, just that bit of weight off your chest. And I also I'm going to add that we also know how each other's are. Therapy points, as in we'll go fucking camping. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do know our release. I know that uh, that or going uh, for a drive used to be yeah, our one. Yeah, but especially when when the incident, as in like the 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 Did conversation we were talking about before. Anyway, um, a few weeks, months, whatever later, no, it wouldn't be months. It was a few weeks later. We ended up going on a camping trip and that was a great time especially when the rocks blew up and fucking burnt the shit out of you yeah that's right we just went away for one night yeah and one night was all we needed it was a spontaneous thing that we decided that week and we both just needed a break we got there at what like seven o'clock at night no 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 it was during the day it it would have been like yeah it would have been like 12 and it was when we went fishing and caught turtles accidentally in that little creek yeah we didn't even like we knew we weren't going to catch anything but we just went fishing and just sat there talking for hours and hours and then we picked up a fucking stump and put it in the fire and it had stones in it and it blew up all over tyler and but you still got scars don't you what (laughs) yep (laughs) i've got a pair of pants at home with a hole in it right where my crotch is because one landed right in between my legs and like burnt through like the chair and like singed my pants and thankfully it didn't land 
two oh, centimetres <laughs> higher because it would have... There goes Father's Day. <laughs> it would have hurt very, very much. But yeah, no, even even with like, you know, a rock blowing up me, the sound of fireworks and all the other campers going, what was that, what was that? And cows being balls deep in your fucking business. Yeah, there was cows like... Everywhere. Yeah, they'll by about, what, 10 o'clock at night, they were just... Which was pitch right, black. Right. You could just see... You just yeah, shine you just, a light around and you just yeah, see because fucking eyes everywhere and you're like... Oh. We, were just, we were just sitting there chilling on our phones and talking and I'm like, did you hear that? And we, we both heard something and we... Like, my phone, phone torches aren't that bright, but we put our phone torches up and all we see is, like, the glowing eyes. You couldn't actually see the cow. And then I got and they were, like, two, three metres away, like, behind yeah. me. Like, yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> like, right behind I us. I would love to see that reaction. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like when you submit and you see, a, you see a dolphin fin. Yeah. And that split second, you're like, yeah. uh-oh, today's my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. punching it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's a dolphin. But, yeah, it was just, it was just enough to, like, set us both back on the right path for a while like yeah just get it out. doesn't need to be a week long or whatever no it, it can just be one night like, and it, it goes back to like resetting and just thinking about something other than that issue hmm. and like realizing that there is more to life and once you resolve this there is going to be light at the end of that tunnel yeah yeah but yeah we just completely shut off from the world and just chilled and listened to music and talked for hours we didn't have much of a camping setup back then, but like it was, we had a table and a, and a cooker. I had an awning at that point because I had the, the patrol. Yeah, did I even bring the? I don't even think I brought oh, the gazebo. Yeah. yeah, it was back then. Yeah, that's Ooh. how long ago this was. I remember. That, that, was, that was like the the second well the second time I took it camping other than with yeah the with <laughs> um, unknown nameless <laughs> unknown beach. Oh, oh Tyler. <laughs> Don't say that. Tyler, come on in. No no matter no matter how or what has happened, at least I still respect and am fine and with whatever she's at, wherever she's at. I still respect her and I mean we 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 were together for a little bit, so I mean we shared you know a lot so I mean no matter what you're always going to have that connection with someone like that so, always yeah. with a connection even if you like I'll never speak anything bad about her so I, I will <laughs> yeah but that's kind yeah. of your job after they break up you got to be loyal to your best mate and I was good friends with her too <laughs> <laughs> like we've caught Uber rides from Surface to get home <laughs> I know I think that's that's where we're probably going to have to call it for this week yeah Thanks well, for having me. Our first guest, technically. Well, that aired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel special. You oh. should. <laughs> well, if you ever want me back, there's plenty of oh, stories. stories. <laughs> and there's plenty of more lows and highs, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. There was many that didn't get mentioned, but those were definitely the ones that I reckon set us straight the most. Mm. Mm. 100%. Yeah. A lot yeah. of learning. And continuing to learn. Yep, still can You never stop learning. No, it's No. Righty. Alright, well, take care, everyone. Don't do anything dumb this week. This week. No oh. guarantees. And if you do, don't get caught. <laughs> Bad advice, Tyler. Uh, but sorry. great advice at the same time. <laughs> we'll, see you, we'll see you when we see you. Alright.